The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, everybody. It is November 11th, 2020 here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube and all across all of our platforms here for another uh, Wednesday Night War to break down AEW Dynamite versus NXT. I am Justin Labar alongside Wrestling Inc.'s owner Raj Geary as well as former WWE and TNA star and all-around good guy Matt Morgan. Uh, real quick, shout-out to everybody here in the States. It is Veterans Day, so shout-out and thank you to all of our wonderful veterans who serve this country. Uh, you know, always... Uh, these years, all, all, all more so to, to think about those who have uh, given a better life to us to do what we can do now. Matt, how are you feeling tonight? Very, very good. How are you? Good, good. Raj? I'm doing good. How about you guys? So we're coming off of uh, an AEW full gear this past weekend. Uh, we'll talk about it. I'm sure you know, we talked about it earlier today on the Wrestling Daily. Tony Khan kind of hyping the show up. He, there's even video of him that he retweets of him coming out uh, during commercial break tonight, telling the crowd, thank you for being here. Make sure you stay to the end. What's going to happen at the end of Dynamite? So we'll talk about what we get here uh, on AEW Dynamite as the hype machine was in full swing. Uh, we start out with Taz coming to the ring with his guys, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. And uh, Taz continues to talk about and hype up uh, his guys and talks about how uh, Brian Cage getting ready to go up against uh, a man and Matt Seidel, a man that, that Cage actually respects and knows is a no joke. And so we get this match between Matt Seidel and Brian Cage, Taz on commentary, of course, and a competitive match. Uh, but Brian Cage, the FTW champion, Brian Cage, gets the victory over Matt Seidel. Um, yeah, I guess real quick of the match here, Matt, uh, thoughts on Cage versus Seidel? Good, good. This is exactly what should have went down. I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, this is terrible booking of Matt Seidel. And maybe there's there's some truth to that, and I mean no disrespect to him. Evan Bourne was one of my favorite characters in WWE there for a minute, just because of his finisher, right? But uh, in today's landscape, you know, as talented as he is, as athletic as he is on that roster, yeah, not so much. He, he, I'm not saying he's not athletic. I'm just saying he's he's not above the rest. He's not above the fray when it comes to athleticism in that company. So honestly, this was good use, good win for Brian Cage. Yeah, I liked it. I think I think they got a kind of an underrated stable there with Taz and uh, Taz, Ricky Starks, and Cage. I, do you like? Do you think Ricky like Taz would be caught dead with Ricky Starks? See, I don't. Ricky Starks is too much of a pretty boy with his weird shoes and his no socks. I don't know why I find that weird, but I do. Um, I just could see Taz talking crap about him behind his back all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. R Ricky Starks definitely looks like the kind of person that ECW Taz would hate. <laughs> I, I think, think that's part of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the charm, though. But. but, I mean, yeah, I do like Taz talking, so whatever. 
how did how did my how did my video look to you guys? I'm getting a couple things you're, in the You're chat. blurry. Oh, I wasn't looking. Now you're I see blurry. It. Yeah, you're blurry. Yeah. Okay, let me uh let me try getting back on. It's all good. So Go ahead, uh yeah, so after the match will be noted, Ricky Starks takes the mics. He says that both he and Brian Cage now officially ranked. So he wants the TNT championship. Of course, the TNT championship held now by Darby Allen, who beat Cody for it this past weekend. And up next, we have Cody coming to the ring. Uh, he first off congratulates Darby Allen for the title win. And he says right now he's not going to be exercising any rematch clause. Uh, so that's not going to be happening. Uh, and just as he starts to uh, Cody starts to then pivot his conversation. We all of a sudden get interrupted. He gets interrupted by a, a, a woman who gets in the ring behind him, un, unannounced, un, un, un yep. advertised. Uh, her name is Jade Cargill, and she begins to, you know, run him down essentially, and talks about how Cody calls himself a giant killer, and there's nothing giant about him. And Jade says that she knows of a giant who, if Cody keeps talking that talk, he is going to wake that giant. And then, just before she uh, can fully leave, she gets to the ramp and says that giant's name is Shaq. So the commentary team puts this over Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, apparently Shaq was at full gear. And then all of a sudden Brandy comes out and Brandy gets up in Jade's face, uh, running her down for speaking to her man uh, the way she did. Uh, so Matt Morgan, it feels like Shaq was supposed to have a pro wrestling match for the last 15 years. Once upon a time, it was supposed to be him and like Carlito and then other big rumors, show. big show. And now finally, AEW is the one that's going to hook Shaq here. Well, they did get a really good moment with Shaq and Big Show. Yeah, um, WrestleMania. That was very good. But um, I, I don't see what why they would do this. I'll be honest. Not, not, not having Shaq. I think that's genius. I mean, why would you put him versus Cody Rhodes? Like, Shaq's not going to be a heel. Like, why would you do that? Have him have, – you know what? Have him just come out and job out Ricky Starks, quite frankly. Or, or some, some guy who runs their mouth a lot that people want to see get shut up. Yeah, I mean yeah. Jade Cart. So that, that was Jade Cargill. She uh, she she was training out of the face to face wrestling school in Georgia, and she's I mean she's got a ton of potential. I can't yeah. I can't believe they had her go that long in her first TV appearance. You know when she doesn't have a wrestling background, and you know just the lines when she's like, "You say you're a giant killer." What has Cody said that before? He no, must have at some point. But it but it works. That works. I, I didn't hate that. It just I don't know. It just seems so forced. Um, Cody versus Shaq, it's not it's like they're trying to chase something. They're trying to like chase that Austin versus Tyson kind of thing. And uh I don't know, it just Which it, by the way, we never really got the follow up of Tyson in AEW. Of course right? we did. No, this is just another celebrity put uh, celebrity rub. Uh, of course, and I have no problem with that. It, it makes sense. Turner Network, Shaq works for Turner Network, it makes perfect sense. It just doesn't make any sense versus Cody Rhodes, their right. proverbial top baby face. Yeah, this kind of feels like AEW. Like, I don't want to say Cody selfishly because I, you know, I don't. But like, it kind of feels uh -huh. like, oh, I want to make sure I get to be in the crossover mainstream match. Oh, or, dude, you know, I, I mean, I think I, I think I'd make the same mistake if I was Cody Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I would. Uh, by the way, those wondering to, 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 if you want to follow or know more about her, uh, her uh, Jade's uh, Twitter handle is at J J A D E underscore Cargill C A R G I L O. She has. She has. A People ton were curious. Of followers. She's a she's a future star. I think. Well, I will tune in now. Now that I wasn't, but now I got her Twitter handle, I'll be sure to. And Go Justin creep. Lopez with the four ninety nine super chat. She was trained by Heat Slater. I'm mm -hmm. not sure, but I'm hearing she's dating Slack as uh, Shaq. That is that has been the rumor. Huh. There has mm -hmm. been rumors on that. 
So yeah, I guess again, who is the heel then? Like, I mean, like what? That's going to be really weird. If, it will uh, not be Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Right. So stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll see how this uh, un- uh, you know develops. Um, oh, I should say after so after they're trying to break up the, the ladies, Brandy and and, and, and Jade. <laughs> but Brandy did cut a fire promo. Brian, she did. Yes. And Brian, Brian Cage comes out, power bombs Cody. Ricky Starks comes out to the ring. Darby Allen then comes to the ring. Um, uh, so all in all, Darby and, and Cody uh, on OK St. Pages right now. Yeah, and it sets up Starks versus Allen as well. That's what I think we'll get. Yeah. All right, so backstage you see Alex Marvez. He is talking with John Moxley uh, about uh, the fact that he's going to be taking on Kenny Omega next. Omega is obviously the number one contender, and uh, and Moxley just just saying how he and Omega fought before. He's beat him once, but to beat uh, Kenny Omega twice, that takes a special athlete, a special person, and Moxley is that special person. Uh, they did announce December second, in fact, on Dynamite it will be Moxley versus Omega. So uh, putting a lot of eggs in that basket there for. A uh, Wednesday night edition of Dynamite. Um, I mean, that is a that is a pay per view match. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we got a long way to go until February when their next pay per view is. Yeah, we do. Uh, so, Matt, I don't know if you have an answer for this one, but Nate Erickson five dollars says Matt without getting anyone in trouble. What's the craziest thing you've seen backstage from any promotion? <laughs> I'm sure you have some crazy stories. Oh God! Without getting anyone in trouble. I don't know. Not without getting anyone in trouble, yeah. honestly. That's that's a tough um, caveat there. Yeah, really. Um, hmm. I don't want to say anything like that. I, I, I could say, you know, some of the drug usage I'd seen. Um, not like physically backstage. I mean, like we go out and stuff to dinner and things like that. And different guys with the different habits. Me being one of them. Um, go into the bathroom or whatever, you know, at a, at a club or something like that. And, uh, uh, I remember someone uh, I saw it was the first time I ever saw like a needle um, being used. Um, and I'll never say which company either. Um, but that person has since gotten help. Uh, That's good. But I remember thinking that was pretty crazy. And I myself, once I got hooked on opioids, um, there was a drug called Nubane that was like a bodybuilding type of painkiller that a lot of them would take. And you would take it and they would put it inside like a toothbrush holder. And you put that in your pocket, so I guess the needle wouldn't break or whatnot. And, like, you would mainline that to get immediate pain relief if you were ever out of painkillers. But that was, like, really extreme. I only done that, like, maybe a handful of times. And every time I remember being like, brother, your next step is going to be heroin. You've got to get help. What the? F- what are you doing? Wow. You know, for, for me. But other stuff, not. I'd rather talk about me than, than others because, you know. What about uh, kind of on the flip side of that? What would you say is the the funniest rib you've seen? I want to say was it Maven's bag being like chained or something? I think I want to say it was chained to like the top of the arena, like straight, like up <laughs> four hundred thousand feet. Like I was like, how the hell did it get up there? Number one, and two, how's this kid gonna get it down? Um, that was pretty bad. Um, God, what else? <sighs> stuff that would definitely be considered bullying today, I would imagine. But <sighs> were you ever on the receiving end of it? I mean, you're, obviously, you were a green young JB, guy. At one point. JBL used to try to mentally mess with me a little bit. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But I remember one of those deals where I was like, I'm, I'm a former college basketball and football player, where our seniors would take our freshmen and like tie them like to the goalposts 
butt ass naked yeah. at the football stadium. Like those are some real hazing stuff going on back when I was in college. And I remember being a freshman, like you guys get me, I'm beating every single one of your bleeps, you know? And I didn't get it. Thank God. But I sure as hell didn't repeat it when I became a senior. Um, but like, so, so like when JBL and the guys are like that would do this stuff in WWE, I'm like, this isn't, sh- this is nothing. Like maybe non-athletes didn't know how to take the hazing and the, and the razzing and the ribbing. But I was like in my head, I was like, this isn't, this is nothing. Except where I come from, I get to punch you in the mouth if I don't like it. And nobody cares. The coach is like, cool, you guys got over it. You're probably going to be friends after this. You respect each other because the younger guy stood up for himself. WWE wasn't like that. I was made, I was given under the oppression. I remember Johnny Ace point blank told me this, that main eventers don't fight. You don't get in fights backstage. Yeah. When I was thinking about doing something to JBL once and punching him. But um, I don't know. Um, real quick, uh, Tina's been trying to ask this for Tina! This the third time's a charm. Uh, she tried Tina. to ask this Saturday night and uh, it got glossed, glossed over. But uh, she's asking, since we were talking about Kenny Omega, have we been yeah. too hard on Omega and his facial expressions? Japanese huh. dialogue, et cetera, is overly expressive. Uh, Tina, do is not. Is he doing it out of habit because he worked uh, over there? No, Tina. I think he's still feeling himself out as to who he is. Like, you guys remember I talk about this a lot ad nauseum probably for some of you guys that listen and watch the show. You have to figure out, if you're a male wrestler, who you are as a man first. And then you can figure out how to dial that up. Same as a female competitor, right? You got to figure out who you are as a woman. Um, And a lot of that changes when you become a dad or a mom. Um X amount of years in the business, getting comfortable in the ring, getting comfortable in front of fans, the whole night. There's so much into it. And what I still don't think Kenny's gotten comfortable with who he is just yet. And he's throwing different things out there. Whoever is texting me better stop. Um, <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Like you have to keep throwing different things out there to see what sticks and what feels comfortable. And that's what I kind of think he keeps doing. And it's not really meeting. You know what I mean? But again, once the bell rings, I love watching his work for what it's worth. I just the jazz hands and said, ah. I mean, he's uh, that match he had with Moxley was. I mean, uh, not Moxley uh, with uh, Adam Page, Page this past Saturday was. I mean, it was awesome. It's one of the best matches of the year. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one problem I've always had in, with his character right now is like two weeks he was a complete heel, like he was doing the totally heelish. The whole uh, company interest. does it. The whole company does. Same with Bucks. Yeah, my favorite my favorite tag team ever. So I don't like saying that about them, but same thing. Yeah. I will, yeah, they go back and forth with those guys, doing. especially they, not so much with Cody and and uh, you know Jericho or MJF. Those guys kind of you know stay in their lane. But Adam Page was Adam like Page. heel yeah. here and there, right? A little bit it felt right. like throughout the. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is for that though. To answer her question, I would try to answer it. I just think he's he's trying to feel himself out more. He still hasn't figured it out yet. As to who he is. And that, I'll still make the argument. That's pretty damn scary because he is so good. He's considered the best pro wrestler by many, many people, right? At least he was a year ago. That's without a character. If you can figure that out, shit. Well, we actually get an Omega promo a little bit later where he kind of alludes to a little bit of what we all just said. So <clears throat> we'll get back to that here uh, in a moment. Uh, up next, a bunkhouse brawl match between uh, the Butcher and the Blade up against... QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, this was a, a, a violent, intense match for you know ending the first hour of, of this Dynamite show. Definitely go check this out if you if you missed it. Uh, but coming down to the fin- coming down to the finish, though, uh, Bunny almost gets uh, accidentally hit by Blade. 
Um, and so what we see is Dustin ends up hitting Blade with the Cowbell, Diamond Cutter by QT, uh, one, two, three, the Natural Nightmares get a big victory. Quite frankly, I did not expect them to get this victory. Um, so a big one here. So Bunkhouse Brawl Match. Been a while since we've seen one of these on, on television. Yeah. Nope. Go ahead, Raj. Go, go ahead, Matt. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why my video is so bad because you guys all oh. look fine to me. Um, what was the last bunkhouse brawl match? Was it uh, Dustin Rhodes and Blacktop Bully, or that that's, was a? That's the last one that I could think of. I mean, I. I'm sure for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, any was... ma- any match Dustin in is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, he's just he. he... Because look at no offense to QT Marshall, nobody gives a crap about QT Marshall. No offense to him, he's a friend of mine. I don't like saying that, but character-wise, nobody cares. But to be able to pull off that match and actually make me care, that, I mean, I, I give that Dustin QT is, is a good worker. I just I don't know his character still. I don't understand the apple. I don't get any of it. Um, I don't get the having a girl one week and then no longer having her. Now she's on the other side wearing the rabbit outfit again. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I know some people will say, well, that was explained on Dark, or that was explained on... I watched Dark, though. Yeah. I watched Being the Elite, too. But, you know, most people don't, and this is your flagship show, so just, just explain it. What's his name? Yelled at him. He's like, homeboy, get your girl in check, or get your house in check. Remember that? Eddie, uh, uh, what's his name? I said King- that to him. Kingston. Kingston. Eddie Kingston said that to him in a promo. Right. But that being said, the match itself was awesome. I mean, it was maybe awesome strong, but it was really, I mean, it was brutal. It was violent. It was uh, action-packed. It was It was really good. Dustin. Yeah, du- I mean, Dustin is Dustin just ridiculous. Put that ma- he, but he, I'm saying he put that, I guarantee you, he put that match together. Yeah, I would agree. So up next, it's time for the induction of MJF and Wardlow into the inner circle. Chris Jericho first comes out. And then he wants to introduce the OG members of the inner circle and out comes uh, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz to the surprise of Jericho, no Sammy Guevara. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have to keep moving on. Where's Sammy? We don't know. Show must go on. Introduces MJF and Wardlow. They come out. MJF uh, begins to cut it, uh, an acceptance speech talking about how it's been five long years in the industry. He was given a modest $1 million loan from his dad to get him out and off and running. He made it work. Uh, and then he has proceeded to share some poetry that he's written in the honor of this and he ends up reading the lyrics from the song all me by drake <laughs> <laughs> he, he claims it was an original uh, ortiz calling him out that it was not original and then all the all the bickering starts to go on mjf also says he's got a happy birthday uh, happy 50th birthday for chris jericho balloons fall they sing happy birthday to jericho and uh mjf reveals that he is taking all of the inner circle first class on a trip to vegas next week so uh, I, I smell a hangover parody coming oh it'll be great it'll be money <laughs> that, that will be great and uh I, I like when uh when he was doing the drake lyrics and and santana said uh <laughs> you know accused him of just name dropping drake <laughs> he goes i don't know who drake is yeah. and he goes but i started at the bottom now i'm here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I mean, I know, you know, not much happened here. Sammy Guevara wasn't in the segment. And I liked how they did this. You don't want anything to happen yet. You want this to be the yeah. slow build. So it was an entertaining segment. It was entertaining. Just, you know, it, it, it solidifies him in the group. Wardlow now. I mean, their group is a little too big. They need to drop a couple people or or we'll see where the storyline goes. But uh, I liked it. I thought I this mean, was one of the 
you know. I'll be honest. I never thought that Pride and Powerful, Santino and Ortiz, like, should have been part of the center circle to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. Even, like, Hager is the muscle. I know it sounds crazy. I just don't buy him as a – I know he's like a shoot fighter. He can really kick people's butts. Mm-hmm. But, like, even that, he, he's tall and skinny. He's not, like – I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably being overly critical, but because they're giving us some really entertaining segments, they have. Yeah. But I don't know. When I look at it around the ring, and I'm like, two or three of these guys look like something, and then there's others that don't look they should like they should be part of this, but they would never hang out. I think Jericho even said too in a, in a podcast or interview not too long ago that. Santana and Ortiz were not originally like they were kind of a second or third draft edition that got put, you know, that obviously what made it to, to TV. Um, Hager, too. Hager wasn't originally supposed to. They were, they were uh, talking about another guy being the heater. Yeah. I'm forgetting. I think it was a boxer, or a MMA fighter. But Sammy was the only one that Jer- cause Jericho said that he saw Sammy uh, a, a few years earlier and said, Why is he being a babyface? This kid's got a face that just makes you want to hate him. So, yes, which is true. Yeah. I, I, listen, really quick, I, I would say Wardlow would have been a much better heater for Jericho. Yeah. yeah. I, I could see that. I mean, Sammy, fit, Sammy, I totally see fitting in like him and yes, Jericho. Just definitely. Have, yeah. Um, well, we'll definitely see. I mean, they, uh, we'll see what happens. They're obviously the, 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 you know, slow burn it. Uh, I, I love the little detail. If you watch Wardlow and Hager always stare each other down nonstop. I I mean, they never let their it. eyes off of each oh, other. Yeah. Nope. So I like the, you know, who's, who, yep. who's the bigger man here. Uh, so we'll we'll see, I and mean, we will get an answer to Sammy here uh, coming up in a moment. Uh, we get a video package of the Young Bucks and FTR, that wonderful match they had at Full Gear. Uh, backstage, Alex Marvez talking to the Young Bucks. He's a bit nervous because last time he did interview them, they super, super kicked him. <laughs> they apologized for that. And they said they're looking for fresh opponents. And uh, and they mentioned Top Flight, a young and up-and-coming tag team. Uh, we've seen them on Dark, and that actually is going to be happening next week. The Young Bucks are going to defend their tag team championships up against Top Flight. Um, so that... Uh, That'd be a great match. I just don't get how they just skipped the line, but whatever. Wait, did they say it was for the titles, or they were just wrestling them? Maybe they were just wrestling them. I thought they the would... graphics said for the titles. Well, what the hell happened to the top ten? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, just being able to name your opponents, that kind of, you know, that kind of invalidates the win loss record thing a little bit. And granted, you know, you can't stay hard to that, but someone right. that's never won a match on Dynamite getting no. a title shot. I, if I'm wrong on that, have the chat room correct me. But uh, I, I thought I saw the graphic. I thought it said for the tag titles. Which... It's probably not, but regardless, it's still yeah. it'll be a good match because Top Flight's pretty entertaining. Actually, they're really good in the ring. Yeah, and sometimes you just want to get these guys some wins. Sure, without having to beat other guys. Up next, we get another advertised singles match for the night: Scorpio Sky up against uh, Sean Spears. Tully, of course, out uh, at ringside with Spears. And uh, this one, uh, again, a good match here between these two guys. Uh, ends up uh, ending up with uh, Tully distracting the ref. He had left, um, what was it? What do they call it? He left uh, something. It was like a piece of metal, essentially. He left it there for Spears. Spears puts it in his glove. Ends up uh, knocking Scorpio in the head with the uh, with the glove. Loaded one, two, glove. Three. Yeah, loaded yep. glove. Exactly. So Sean Spears getting a much needed one on one pinfall victory here. On Definitely Dunlap. very much needed. I agree with that. Although I love Scorpio's guy. I don't know what else. His promos are freaking pretty damn good when they give him something passionate to talk about. And he's amazing in the ring. Looks like he could kick your butt. Athletic as hell. I love Scorpio Sky. Um, but, you know, homeboy did need a win here tonight. Bad. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I thought this was again. I thought this was a really entertaining episode of the it show. It was, and uh, yeah, I thought this was this was really good as well. So they've been trying to chase down Kenny Omega. They go backstage. Dasha said she was supposed to have an interview with Kenny Omega, but he ran off. Uh, then we see Alex Marvez. He's chasing Omega uh, in the parking lot. Omega on the phone, kind of annoyed that he's being interrupted. And this is where we get Kenny Omega, as I mentioned a minute ago, basically kind of alluding, saying he's been hearing the rumors, been hearing the, the, with the whispers of he needs to be more like he was in New Japan and where's the cleaner. And he said he thinks that he's proven by winning the tournament that he's never left. He's just ready to resume his role in the company um, and that he's ready to, to take this title from, from John Moxley. So it, he didn't fire up, so to speak, but he at least he acknowledged. He's like, I'm, I, you know, I acknowledge a little bit of what, you know, even on this show we talk about of, Kenny Omega finding himself here in the U.S. So, I thought this was a good promo by Kenny. Um, you know, yeah. again, he was a little heelish. He wasn't. He was not as much as a, a couple weeks ago. But I thought, I thought it was a, a a good promo, kind of playing off of some of his babyface mannerisms, but not doing it. So I liked it. Mm-hmm. Was alright. Yeah. So we'll see what more building they do, build they do between now and uh, that match in a couple weeks. Women's singles match, uh, Ty Conti out there with Anna Jay up against Red Velvet, out there with Brandy Rhodes. Brandy, of course, still just in a, in a pissy mood from uh, earlier in the night. Uh, this match goes as two segments. They do some picture-in-picture. Picture. Uh, so for two ladies who, you know, not, the, not, not veterans by any means, they really gave them time out there to go sink or swim. Um, and, you know, again, a very back-and-forth match, entertaining if, if you watch the whole thing through, uh, you know, as they're trying to, I guess, advance this women's division and, and add depth to it. <coughs> Say who won. Okay, <laughs> Ty Conti, big pump kick to the face uh, uh, into a knee uh, to get a pinfall. One, two, three, victory. You see what he does, Raj? Do you see what he does? <laughs> he knows his job is to drive the show tonight, let everyone at home who doesn't watch the show know who wins and loses these matches, but he's got to get his shit in. <laughs> what did I get in? What did I have to get in? Your personal five opinions before even getting to the heat spot of the match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm right. But yeah, the, the, to, to what you're saying though, honestly, um, yeah, very young in their careers. I I like that. It's fresh. They, they still they feel newer. Um, they all have the look. I think the athleticism and the talent is to who knows where they can end up, right? But most importantly, fresh. And I care more about them than I do their heavyweight champion right now for the women's division. I swear to God on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they both look great. Again, um, uh, Brandy kind of randomly managing Red Velvet. That, that's that's her name. Yeah, Red that's yeah. a little yeah. You know, again on on Dynamite, I wish they'd explain it. Again, a fraction of the people that watch Dark watch Dynamite, and it's a what fraction. about this? What about this? Just comes up stern. Did you guys see that? Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's her gimmick. She when she was like on first debuting on uh, Dark, like she did it like ten different times just on her entrance to the ring. Like she's stirring <laughs> it up, in case you didn't know. Oh, got it. Got and it you. got so much heat with me. I'm like, you know what? Now I don't hate this so much that I hate it and I don't like her. I hate her now completely. I don't ever want to see her again. But because they took it back, fans that watch Dark, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And it Conti, is Conti looks like a star. Like they actually, they both do. I think they, they both, both have. A, they both have star quality. So yeah, and and it should be no <clears throat> small small little thing if you pay attention. Dark Order didn't even fully come out of the tunnel, but they were yeah. just peeking out of the tunnel, kind of scouting. Uh, so we'll we'll see who comes to that. No, um, uh, we haven't seen Brody Lee since he lost to Cody, right? 
it's been a while, right? You want to know why? You want to know the truth? The hard truth. John Silver's the star of the damn show. That's why (laughs) he's taking over. He's in post with Chris Jericho, hanging out, having a good time. Calculon uh, two ninety nine. Thank you, saying Happy Veterans Day to all my fellow service persons. Hello, thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um. Yeah, I. Yeah, I agree. I, I care about this more than the, the women's world champion in, in AEW. Um, there was no Nyla Rose tonight, right? After she won the title. No. I, yeah, there's so much. There's so much to be questioned. After Why? she what? Wait, time out. What? Then she went. Uh, no. She won the title. No. 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 no she lost a sheet. She sure as hell should have. Jesus. But she was jobbed to freak out. That's is right. what happened. I don't get that, but we don't have time to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Her losing to Sheeta, you're right. Brandy, like Brandy randomly, you know, they had they tried the nightmare, they tried the 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 heel group she tried to be part of, they slashed on, and then then all of a sudden she's with, which makes sense, Cody and Dustin, and now she's got this red velvet. She just, yeah, I don't know. Explanation needs phone space. Yeah. Okay. Um, so finally, we get to a little bit more of the inner circle uh, and and MJF and such backstage. Uh, they're all getting, you know, again, MJF touting how they're all going to go to Vegas talking to Alex Marvez, and then all of a sudden, here comes Sammy Guevara out of nowhere. Sammy says he got an email from MJF that said, go to the beach. So that's where the celebration is going to be, is at the beach. And MJF says, no, 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 no. There was a second email that said you got to come here, and, and, and Sammy only got one email, and something fishy here. But nonetheless, MJF gives, MJF gives Sammy his, his Vegas ticket. So we're going first class. We're going to Vegas. It's going to switch. Do you remember mm-hmm. that uh, that Paul Orndorff Hulk Hogan angle where uh, uh, Paul Orndorff didn't get the phone call from Hogan? I wonder if this was a homage to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that would have been pretty clever. It would, but not enough people remember that. I wish they did. Yeah. All right. I love, um, that, angle. I love that angle. Yeah. So we get a little talk of uh, we get a little flashback of Orange Cassidy and best friends with, with Kip and Miro, and they run down next week. We got Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. We got Inner Circle slays Las Vegas. We got the Young Bucks up against Top Flight, and we got Cody and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Eddie Kingston comes out, talks about how he said I quit. That's something he has to live with for the rest of his life. He said, but he will never quit. He'll never stop wrestling. Uh, he said, and now we are going to get. Uh, and he said he will eventually become AEW World Champion. And he said, now it's time for your main event, Penta versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, this match, again, how is it not going to be between the brothers? Uh, intense. They're ripping each other's masks off in this match. Uh, some crazy-ass pile drive spots out in the apron and on the floor. Um, makes, you, makes you wince. But ultimately, after all that, uh, we end up getting uh, another package pile driver by Penta on Phoenix. Penta gets the victory. Eddie Kingston on commentary, this is to note, is he's playing up how, the, you know, Penta's his best friend. The other commentator saying, Eddie, you're the reason why these brothers are doing this to each other. Eddie goes to the ring, basically kicks and shoves Phoenix out to the floor and is all, all about Penta. And just as he's trying to celebrate and be all, all about Penta, all of a sudden music hits, and here is the return of Pac. And Pac hits the ring, and he wants some of Eddie Kingston, and they try to separate them, and that's ultimately how we go off the night. So Pac is the big ending, his return uh, to Dynamite. Yeah, which would have been awesome, except I think a lot of people had their expectations raised because of Tony Khan's of tweet. Yes, he shouldn't have done that. Tony yeah. Tony Dixied himself. He did yes. Dixie himself. No, I mean, he did serious. He, you hurt. You set Pac up for a little bit of failure, quite frankly. 
Yeah, he tweeted, uh, AEW will keep delivering great matches on Wednesday nights, and there are massive surprises ahead. Please join us on TNT tonight. The balance of power in wrestling will shift tonight. And then later he tweeted, stay to the end of AE Dynamite. I promise you it will be good. So, okay, so there was a balance of power shift with MJF officially joining the group, right? In a mm-hmm. circle. We'll yeah. give him that. The matches tonight were out freaking standing. I, mm-hmm. I loved all the matches tonight. But, yeah, there was no big – the surprise was Shaq. Okay, let's be honest. Yes, that's cool. That's different. That's a surprise, I guess. But it wasn't to the surprise like that we that when you tweet something like that, yeah, you gotta deliver me stank. You gotta deliver me something huge, like for WWE it was Brock. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and had he not had he not hyped anything, had he not hyped anything, number one, and, num- an and number show. And number two, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, they all run together. But we saw we got the, we got we saw Pack. They did the big profile packaged yes. video piece on them. Right. So Which I so good. I well it was good, but I think that kind of maybe that kind of like re-entered pack into my mind, so it wasn't as big of a deal when it, when I saw him. Had had they kept him out of sight, out of mind, it probably would have been more like, "Oh shit, there he is!" I've been seeing him. It, it, it would have been slightly, but again, it's no offense to him. It's still pack at the end of the day, and, and I don't. And he's amazing. He's a great talent. That's all great, but it's not again Sting surprise, Undertaker surprise. I, I you know I know it's I'm asking for a lot here, but Justin Lopez five dollars. I like pack, but Tony Khan said balance of power will shift in wrestling. He. Overhyped this like an mf Okay, yeah. I defended that, though, in a weird way, right? I, the balance of power was MJF maybe being in the inner circle. No, I took, to I, to no, no, maybe no, the no, balance no, no. of power in AEW. No, he, he, <laughs> he, was try, he was trying to make this out like, what's going to happen tonight? At least that's what it sounded like. What's going to happen tonight is going to shift who you view top the wrestling world. That, that's what that felt like when he yeah. said that. I mean, you know. Okay. And the problem is when you when you put out that there's going to be a big surprise on the internet nowadays is that people just start you know speculating and going and you gotta like either just don't say anything and have your surprise or if it's going to be a surprise it's got to be a huge surprise. Well, yeah, just don't just don't say anything. Let yeah. Pat come back and let us be happy. Yes, but let me just be again. This was a really good show. If we're judging this out of one to ten, I'm being dead ass serious. I'm giving this at least an eight and a half, potentially even a nine. Yeah, I love the show tonight. Yeah, that last match was awesome. Yes, uh, it was. The bunkhouse brawl with those guys was, I mean, if you're a, be- a fan of the like bloody match. violent matches. Well, the girls match. The girls match was entertaining. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, I mean, super strong show. So, but yeah, I, I kind of, I'd, I'd probably say an eight, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd go eight. Um, so, you know, again, they have a lot they're building up. They have a lot of stories that are being told. So that's, they, yeah. they, the good thing is every week when the show ends, you, I can name at least three or four things. Where I'm like, well, I can't wait to see what the next chapter is next. That week, so. has slightly advanced. Yes, yeah. definitely. And this is so funny because this is supposed to be the company that was going to be all nothing but flip flop and fly, no storylines, all high spot matches only, with no character development. I will make the argument minus the women's division of NXT and like Karrion Cross and some other like top, 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 top guys for NXT. They do a better job of developing, I'll, I'll make that argument, their characters of AEW. I'm more entertained by their characters. Yeah, I think probably because of the lack of, like, you know, creative writers and all the, all the, all the middle management that you get in WWE, I feel like they, what, the, char- the characters can do bigger jumps and bigger things week to week. I think the only thing promo. we run in. Promos, too. Name one by NXT to cut promo like Eddie Kingston. Right, I, I think I think the only thing that we run into with AEW sometimes is, is what we've touched on when we come across them is is continuity or quality heel controls, heel yeah. and face stuff. Somebody need to tell people you don't want to do this. That's not a good idea. I know you're an EVP, but just let's not do it. Yeah, 
any doubt. All right, so that was AEW Dynamite, so a good show. Uh, hopefully you know what to go catch if you missed any of it. Let's jump over on the dial to NXT, which uh, kicks off in a big way. It kicks off with Johnny Gargano, who is your <clears throat> excuse me, your North American champion. He's in the ring, and he has got a wheel of challengers, so he's going to spin the wheel, uh, and it's got names like Damian Priest, Roderick Strong, Pete Dunne, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but finally he spins it, and then all of a sudden it starts to go in reverse, and then it lands on... Leon Ruff, uh, who his name is, I believe, over Austin Theory. So Leon Ruff, who, you know, has been like a job kind of guy yep. up to this point on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes out and has his match with Gargano. And Damian Priest is out there causing some distraction. Uh, but enough that Leon Ruff ends up getting... Uh, ends up getting the win here off of the distraction. He rolls up Gargano for the pin. And yep. so, you know, one, two, three kid, Razor Ramon, 93 style. Leon Ruff is your NXT North American champion. And well, <laughs> what a, what a I, way to start. I, I don't like Gargano as a, the champion <laughs> to be, I like, you know, him taking the title off of Priest to begin with. Um, but I like this. I did. I did like this. This was such element of surprise. I did not expect it. You got to give them the props. Great job. Yeah, I, I had tweeted that Razor Ramon one two three kid analogy uh, as well because that was as close to that as you could get in today's era. Yeah. And uh, like it was totally unexpected, total surprise <laughs> when they announced him as the champ. Have you seen that picture with Triple H and, and Leon? No, no. Really? I I saw Triple H <clears throat> retweet the video clip of. Priest goes to put the title around Ruff's waist, raise Ruff's hands, and then the belt falls to yes. Ruff's ankles. And Triple H retweets and goes, "This is why we don't call it a belt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the picture on Triple H's Instagram. It's him standing with Ruff, and the belt is around his like, his knees. That was pretty. That was uh, that was pretty good. It was entertaining. Uh, you know, I know uh, I'm not a big fan of changing the titles too much, but. Once in a blue moon, to do a surprise in, with this storyline. I thought it totally worked. And it's Gargano, not the world title. And Gargano with that title does nothing for me. No, I'm sorry. He doesn't need yeah. it. It doesn't need him. They should have never taken it off a priest. Well, and to credit to Johnny and to his, his, his wonderful work, and then especially as a heel, I only feel like this made this elevated Johnny more for the shenanigans oh, he does yes. the rest of the night. This, he, yeah, this yes. is not harmed at all by this. No. Yeah. No, I thought that was I thought it was a hot way to open the show. So, yes, good stuff. It was, and after break, we see uh, Leon Ruff. He's still celebrating, and uh, uh, backstage, you know, backstage, uh, Priest tells Ruff, "Go, go on, go celebrate, and get out of this building." And then here comes uh, Gargano. He's he's bitching to William Regal that this needs to be reversed and and all this stuff. And uh, Gargano loses his temper. Regal says, "You need to calm down. I'll talk to you once you calm down." So that's uh, more to come there. All right, we get Santos Escobar up against Jake Atlas. We show uh, some footage earlier in the day of Atlas, who's kind of stalking them and taking out. He takes out Joaquin Wild uh, with some kind of a weapon uh, back uh, out in the parking lot. So uh, Atlas on the hunt here for Santos Escobar. These two go out in a pretty lengthy match. Ultimately, though, uh, we end up getting Escobar hitting the uh, legato finisher to uh, retain his uh, title here. So Santos Escobar stands tall. I, I still want to see Atlas beat him, though. I still want to watch this match again, and I want to see Atlas win. I like Atlas. So it did its job, really. Sure. And I, I, you got to think that's coming, right, at some point? I gonna... hope so, because they're going to hurt a really good, uh, potentially really good baby face for them if they don't give him this win. 
Yeah. Um, we also see this is fun backstage. Dexter Loomis is backstage. He's drawing on a huge whiteboard, and he's drawing uh, what looks like the zombie referee chasing a scared out of his mind Cameron Crimes from Halloween Havoc. Uh, so more to come there. So Dexter Loomis, uh, an, an artist too, Matt Morgan. Yes, he is. He's a really good artist. Showing it off. Him, him, and, him and Jerry Lawler, they can have a, an, uh, a draw-off picture. He really is, though. Yeah. All right. Um, back from the break, we see video of Shotzi Blackheart. She's talking about how Candice LeRae destroyed her mini tank uh, and, and, and destroyed a piece of what represents her. Looking for revenge is Shotzi Blackheart. All right. Zia Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez. Um, out comes Raquel first. Then the music hits, and out comes. Uh, so I got. I gotta be honest. I was out of the room, so I missed a lot of this here. So, just try to, I'm trying to fill this in. Well, so uh, uh, Boa. <laughs> if you, you miss what it. happened, you're not going to be explained. Right. You're not going to be able Go, to explain. Raj, it. can I'll you see, do it? I'll Why see can't you read it? No, no, we we use that as for the the match order, but uh, you go off your you got to go off of memory as to what actually happened. But in yeah, this, I, 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 I don't have the memory. Tell me that when I had drive, I thought you know, <laughs> no. I shows you read every detail. I no, no, oh, you don't no. read word for word. No, oh. but um, I, I miss this. But I know that there's something about letters, and there's so that's why I'm like, I, there's 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 letters that are being sent to people here. I know that was, much. This was but so I bizarre. I, I, I mean, because I had actually uh, walked downstairs and walked back up when when this started, and I saw you know Boa, you know, outside of the ring, laid out, and then the lights turned red, and this guy comes out. Uh, let me uh, let me run it through it. So yeah, Raquel Gonzalez comes out first, waiting for Zia Lee. Uh, the music hits, but instead Boa came out. Uh, he said that she's she's not here tonight and apologizes, but then Gonzalez just beats him up all over the ring now. Boa was, you know, one of the Chinese recruits uh, from a f- couple of years ago. He's a, He's got yep. good size, but anyway, he, he got his ass kicked and yep. uh, all over. And then finally, this unfamiliar music started up and uh, the, the lights went red. And like this old man... Um, uh, of Asian descent, I'm not sure. I, he, I, I believe he's Chinese. Uh, came walking down the ramp with a letter in his hand. Uh, Boa was apologizing, and he put the letter in his hand. And then, like, uh, I don't know. It looked like Boa was like possessed or you know, shaking the letter. I don't know. It was it was so bizarre. I could not explain what was. Uh, I could not tell what was <clears throat> happening. It's the it return was corny of, as hell. It's the return of Lord Tensai. It was, it was. You don't think it has anything to do with the female wrestler she was originally supposed to wrestle, writing a letter like that says, "We're gonna bring you back and we're gonna freaking kill you for ruining this." Like you got beat, and, and P.S. You got beat up by my opponent. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe the letter said, uh, "You've got called up to the main roster and you're gonna be in retribution." <laughs> just like broke out I don't in know. Tears. Here's what I cared about: Gonzalez looked like a freaking beast. I love it. Love the continuous, slow, steady crescendo of her being a badass. Love yeah. it. Yeah, this angle with Boa and the old guy and Xia Li, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yep, it's different. Can't say it's not. It's different. Yeah, so I'll have to go back and, and catch there, myself yeah, up there was on a that. dragon going around in the background, so uh, definitely check it out. I know it could be hard to pay attention to both. <laughs> but it, it, I felt like... Uh, like someone slipped me something in, 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 you know, in my drink when I was watching it, but it was, it was weird. That's what I mean. I came back in the room and I caught like the last 10 seconds and then I tried to read real fast and I start reading social media and letters. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, I, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm lost already. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have enough time to watch it and get caught back up. All right. Uh, so moving on, moving on. Um, we end up getting uh, backstage Timmy, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, he's fighting around with uh, Austin uh, August Gray. They end up uh, they end up fighting into and destroying Dexter Loomis's uh, artwork. Oh, uh, no. So now that's that's caused a problem. So William Regal says we're gonna have a Thatcher and Dexter Loomis later tonight. Nothing. Uh, keep please keep going. Please in a ratings stop. poison match. <laughs> like seriously, keep going. I'm not. Uh, saying. That, was ter- that was terrible. Five dollars Canadian from Jody Shauna Jenkins. It was Hakushi looking for a pen pal. There's a deep dive. Hakushi's Japanese, but... <clears throat> Tony Storm versus Candice LeRae. Uh, I love these two ladies. I love seeing this. So this. This one I did try to make more of a point to pay attention to and not leave the room. Uh, this one, really good stuff here. Back and forth, back and forth, as it should be. Uh, LeRae goes for submission. Storm kicks her, uh, kicks her away. Uh, Tony Storm then approaches LeRae, who gets sent in the turnbuckle, rolls her up for the pin using her feet on the ropes for the leverage. So nice, dirty win by Candice LeRae, as it should be. But obviously, it, it does nothing to harm Tony Storm, who's got uh, yeah. another, another day to fight. Really? I don't like her losing. Yeah, too soon. I don't like her losing. I don't care if it was a Mack truck that's on top of her. I, I, I don't like her shoulders on the mat for three seconds or tapping out or I quitting. Not yet. Same as know. Ember Moon when they beat her a couple weeks ago. Oh, my ago. God, yeah. I Way too soon thing. for either of those. Yes. Well, so and so there's more to this after it. Uh, Tony Storm immediately goes after LeRae um, because of that. And then all of a sudden, the mystery screen ghost face uh, attacker hits the ring, starts helping LeRae. Shotzi yeah. Blackheart runs out, tries to even it up. But ultimately, it is revealed that the uh, mystery person, as we thought it would be, is Indy Hartwell. Uh, and they stand together and stand over yep. top of the, uh, that works. Of the baby face. That works. Yeah. As far as reveals go, yeah. That works. It'll help her. It'll help her. It's designed to give her a rub and get her over. She's the low man on that totem right. pole, so to speak. So she gets a rub out of it, hopefully. And we, and we talk between uh, Tony Storm, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Ember Moon. Man, that – and now Raquel you know, Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley. That women's division is stacked. 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 I mean, it's, the best of all the – you know, you Raw and SmackDown. It's not even close. It's not even close. And same as uh, – obviously not AEW. So – yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. All right, so now it's time for Timothy Thatcher versus Dexter Loomis. Mm. Uh, so you got T- Thatcher, who's been this you know the mat wrestler. You got Loomis, who's just the the the, the psycho killer. Um, back and forth, and finally, as we get down to the ending here, Cameron Grimes he appears on the apron. Uh, Timothy Thatcher sends Loomis in to Grimes that knocks Grimes off the ring and that leads to Thatcher taking Loomis down into a crucifix for the pin and a win. So Timothy Thatcher gets the win and then after the match uh, we see Thatcher uh, he, he's got his arm raised, Grimes is out there and then Grimes and Loomis uh, start to go at it. Steel chairs come out and this uh, more more violence between these two. So this this thing with Grimes and, 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 and Loomis not over. I'm not sure what the next pay, what the next stipulation match could be but it's not over yet. You mean the zombies dancing around them and everything <laughs> wasn't wasn't the end of it? <laughs> that was not the end of the book. All right. I get bored by Timothy Thatcher matches. Yeah, it's it's an acquired taste. Yeah, you know he kind of it reminds me of like William Regal when I was a kid, and uh, you know everyone you'd hear everyone you know talk about how great Regal was, and I thought he was later. But you when heard I was a kid, it when, when we got older, you heard that. Right, but when we were kids, we didn't care about Regal. No yeah, offense. exactly. Or, or Fit Finley. The, even. 
the yeah, stuff exactly. the it, stuff I liked the best about William Regal was like his days, his comedy stuff, and like with Tajiri and Jericho, the stuff he's like, he that, was awesome. He was awesome at that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah once he became more of a character, as opposed and once to, I became a wrestler, loved watching his stuff because he was so flawless. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, we get Johnny Gargano. He's uh, trying to say he's calmed down. He's outside of William Regal's office, and uh, he gets and, and he gets Regal to answer the door, and he says, "Look," he, and he basically admits he goes, "I." He goes. I rigged it. I rigged the wheel. It was all just supposed to be a practical joke. You should re- you should reverse this decision. Belt should be back in me. And uh, Regal, of course, says absolutely not. The decision stands. Rough is champion. And Gargano explodes again. So, yeah, Gargano again. He was good here. Uh, get a really good uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, promo. He references Harley Race. Killer Kowalski talks about how um, you know how those those heels of the past they never had to. And they never had to tell you how tough they were, but something about today, everybody needs to talk about how tough they are. Uh, so really good promo here by Champa. Uh, we also get a video package promoting Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Uh, they're going to have a match next Wednesday night between the two, so keep an eye on that. And before we get to the main event, we'll take the super chat that just came in here. This is two ninety nine from Steve Marcaciulli. Starting a promotion today, one woman, one man. Who was your first draft pick? Rhea Ripley for a woman. And one man, oh boy. Hmm. I wanted to say Roman for a second as heel Roman, but no. Cross as he was being booked at the time. Huh. Um, Just because you, you got to think into the future. 10, 15 years into the future. Everyone's going to say Brock Lesnar or something like that. That will give me like two to three years. I want 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Interesting. Because, it, it, you know, at the same time, you want someone that people know so they get the eyeballs on the promotion also. That's true. That's true. So for that, I'd say Charlotte Flair. I'm going to say Brock doesn't count since he's not active right now. <clears throat> so I'd say Charlotte Flair and uh, and Roman. I'm thinking into the future. Again, it's like an NBA draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Justin? I don't know. Going off the need, you need some eyes right away. And who's fair game? I'm gonna say heel Roman Reigns. Uh, easy then, picks. Go but, then a, easy but no, but but no. For a woman, I go. I I go, I go to something like a Britt Baker. I go to something where I, I can. You can there see you long. Go. You can see like longevity. You can see. There you go. Uh, it hasn't been done. So I, I'm wrong I, with that. Two ends of the spectrum. Established you know to one end. I take it back. I take it back. I want a new male pick. Guess who I'm gonna pick? Guess who guys I'm gonna pick? Chris Jericho. Matt no. Morgan. No. Wardlow. Come on, guys. MJF. Kenny Omega. Close. Same company. I know. The chat room is lighting up right now. I guarantee. Evil Uno. Uh, no, oh. the Dark Order guy. John Silver. John Silver. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first pick. There you go. John Silver. I have to get John Silver on this podcast one day so Matt and John Silver can just have comedy bits all day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time for main event. Uh, well, we get a we get a little promo talk from uh, Pat McAfee, and it's time for <laughs> NXT Tag Team Title Match: Breezango up against Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Pat's on commentary. This is their main event. Solid tag team action here going on, but no surprise, no surprise. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch do get the win after McAfee distracts the referee and Pete Dunn takes out Tyler Breeze to stop him from getting the hot tag on Fandango. After the match, uh, the the McAfee and company just just destroy 
Breezango uh, out at the commentary table. Brutal stuff. Pat McAfee grabs the kind of selfie in the video, the, the camera, and uh, cutting a final promo about them being the kings of NXT, standing tall. So, I mean, I, again, they're really building this McAfee group up here. Matt, do you buying into it? Yeah, yeah, I do because of Pat McAfee. As odd as that sounds, because he's like the Jimmy Hart of the group. You know what I mean? He's like the mouthpiece of the group. Yeah, but. I'm sorry. He has legitimacy to it. I buy it. I like it. I like the, I like the fact that they're letting the they're letting McAfee and, and Heels get over as strong as they are every week. They're staying to, and I like the fact that Undisputed are staying off TV. I yes. like that we're, we're we're making the big deal for when the when the baby faces come flying back in. Yeah. Yep. And McAfee, yeah, to your point, Matt, he he looks awesome. Yes. Uh, you, I don't see how you could do like a War Games match in this setting because that that building is too small. Um, but I don't know. Maybe if you moved it to the Thunderdome, you might be able to. But do we know when War Games would be? Do we have a date? Yeah. Be- because it's possible that if it's if it's some if it's a point where they have whatever the new Thunderdome location is going to be, they could always do it there if it's going to be a bigger location. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's definitely possible. I mean, we'll see. Because I know AEW. Remember, they had that blood and guts match planned and that they never got to, and it was yeah. the same double cage deal. Yeah. But it was just too big. Real quick with AEW, we didn't bring this up earlier, or I, or I glossed over it. There was some rain coming through Jacksonville tonight, and like that was a, a bit of a deal of them trying to like keep it dry and, and doing a lot of work during breaks. That's the first I could think that we, they've had to deal with it on Wednesdays, but I'll be <coughs> curious to see if they're staying at Daly's place for the long haul and rain continues in through these months here. Uh, like, like what happens if you get a really bad weather night at Daly's place and you're outside? Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, we're in a hurry. we have hurricane watches and stuff right that's now. That's what I mean. This is that's that this is the time. So just so it's the wind with it. You know what I mean? That yeah gives you that annoying sl- rain that just like slants and just smacks you in the side of the face. It just pisses you off. A little what? bit of sideways rain, a little bit of fat rain, rain that seemed to come from down below. What the hell are you talking about? What is that? Uh, Ever seen Forrest Gump? He's yeah. talking about all the oh. types of rain from Vietnam. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh so matt what is like the rainy season in florida is it now now it should yeah. have been september october i'd say september on so they've man they've had but, some good but, luck but, but i was gonna say it feels slow it feels like like right now like what we're getting we should have had in september yeah yeah that's but, crazy that's I like WrestleMania. Way, WrestleMania, all those years they've done it outdoors in April and never had rain or never had which snow. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, and Vin- Vince, Vince with the famous quote, it's WrestleMania, it's not going to rain. <laughs> and that one year in New York, it snowed like the next day. It did. They had, that, was yeah. the year, I remember, that was the year they had the, the ring posts had heaters in them to keep the, guy, the talent warm enough because it was so yeah. cold out there. Yeah. All right, that was NXT. Uh, one to ten. Seven and a half. Seven. Seven. I take it back. Six and a half. Yeah, I go seven. I go seven. All right. So NXT, we give a seven. Six and a half. AW wins again. AW wins again. AW with the win this week. Yeah. Two two weeks in a row now. All right, Raj. What else we got going on? Uh, As we broke on Wrestling Inc. earlier today, uh, the Rascals are headed to WWE. Uh, It was announced on Impact Wrestling last night that they were leaving the company. Their their last match is next week. And I found out today that, yeah, they are actually... A lot of people assumed that they would be heading to AEW, but they are heading to WWE. They got a a contract offer. I'm sure sure most likely NXT. 
they got a contract offer. It's not officially signed yet, but all signs point to them going there. Okay. Good for them. And then the AEW games, uh, they, they announced their video game. They showed some early footage from it. It looked, uh, they have the, uh, the, the production director of no mercy yes. uh, working on it. And, um, which yeah. was smart, which was smart. I still the best video game of all time for wrestling. Um, yeah. They, yeah. Hey, so you played no mercy then. Oh yeah. Cause I, I've never played it. That's how, the, how is that different than uh, from, other WWE from, games? from if you if you saw they also have ukes i could have sworn as one of the, yeah yeah so it's ukes yeah like what the freak it's like an all-star all-star cornucopia of like every game maker that made good a decent wrestling game is like in on this i i think that's awesome but like if you saw a couple of the clips they were showing with omega and jericho in there for example mm-hmm. those angles and how they show it the the, the wrestlers they're a little cartoonish, but not too over the top cartoonish, and they sell the realistic faces to them a little bit. I don't know. It, that's what I always dug about uh, No Mercy the most, and the handle of it. The handle of it was important too. Um, they say it best in their own commercial for it. It's like you, anybody can pick it up and play, but it takes a while to master. If that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. my wife can pick that up and play against me and figure it out. You know what I mean? Without it being brain surgery. And I like the graphics of it a lot. Yeah, what's the show more? But they probably don't have more. Yeah, that that was that was the odd thing as I caught talking about this earlier today with Nick is that um, they even I guess prefaced that some of the footage that they showed from the game they even said like, "No, I guarantee it's going to look like this." Yeah, which you know, to me that's. Did, did you need to do this announcement now or like why Can now? Can I tell you how terrible the announcement itself was though? Did Apparently they're like they're, I didn't, but Nick told me they're like forty-five minutes delayed of going live, and no, that's not it. It's the actual execution of them talking about a uh, what do you call it? the three different types of games that they're putting out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But they had like Omega come out and do it first, and his like nerdy talk, nerdy voice. Like he was doing. Steve, they were all on. doing the Steve Jobs. Right. Well, I missed that then because I did not get that out of this at all. My apologies. I watched it twice. It went right over my head. I did not know that's what they were trying to go for. Yeah, because um, Steve Jobs always wears the black turtleneck. And, and, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, cool. If I didn't get it, who else didn't get it? Um, but, again, it was Kenny being a dork again. Didn't say anything. He didn't make me want to buy a ticket to watch him wrestle, which last time I checked, this should be the end-all, be-all of a wrestling performer trying to get over um, to make me go want to see him fight. But, again, I thought he was a little nerdy in it. But, again, he's a huge video game guy to begin with. So, yeah. But then from there, they went into Aubrey copying and doing the same thing to introduce the next uh game right the next platform that they're putting a new game on right and then yeah, so on the and mobile. so forth the mobile and what was the last one so the well, mobile one was like you're the gm kind of thing uh, yeah which was a mobile game then they came out with the shirt brit to the shirt brit did the shirt and then they came out with a casino game uh, which is, I guess, out now or very soon. That, that's the one that's going to be out first, but they had no, they had nothing to show you of, which is, that's weird. That's the one that's coming out first, and you have nothing to show us? They had a cool little trailer with the guys walking in a casino, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they should have opened with that. Like, we got, we're launching this casino game, and everyone thinks that's the announcement. They're all pissed off. Then you bring out the shirt, you know, kind of build to the, the yeah. console game at the very end, and then everyone's Did like, I oh, miss- wow. You're right. Did I miss something with the shirt joke though? Like, what was that? So Steve Jobs, whenever they would, whenever Steve Jobs would come out and like unveil the latest iPhone, it was always in that that same black turtleneck, blue jeans. I meant the, I meant the AEW Games T-shirt. 
Why did Britt Baker come out and advertise an AEW Games t-shirt? No, just a... Just merchandise. Just, yeah. It's a boring-ass t-shirt. <laughs> Guaranteed they probably sold a bunch. They probably did. Marks <laughs> don't go buy them. But again, this whole thing seemed premature. If you don't have enough footage, to sh- I don't know. This seemed kind of early to do. Like I get it. If if the game was come, if the console game was coming on two weeks, and you want to do it for Christmas rush, I get it. But it's not. And also, why Sheena? Why was Sheena like the ending of it? Yeah, when I they guess said she's the women's champ, but no. Yeah, when they said you could create your dream matches, I thought, oh, they're going to show Sting. Like they got Sting for this game and have Sting and you know Omega or something like that. But anybody, was, uh, Sheeta and Omega. not Sheeta. That's not my dream match. That's Omega's dream match. It ain't mine. <laughs> and that would be kind of a cool uh, coup if they did get Sting for this game, whenever it mm-hmm. does come out. Because that's, uh, that's how Sting got into WWE was right. with that 2K deal. It would be kind of a... Same with Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, same as Goldberg. And apparently Aubrey, I think Ref Aubrey has like... She a, worked in that. That, video that was game. the coolest part yeah. of that commercial for me, by the way. Because I yeah. do like Aubrey a lot. Yeah. Like yeah, her story. So, but, you know, that just... Uh, it's another big name video game that's a wrestling video game coming out. You know, when when was the last time a wrestling company had a video game? Impact had one. Right. It'll be a monster game, too, though. This will be a monster hit. I'm t- the people it, that are working on it, good Lord. Yeah. And it should be, because I think about it. The, la- I mean, the last company, not WWE, to have a major video game in the in the States was WCW. I mean, so this would be huge if, if AEW could come out and, and can compete in that market against WWE. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean TNA they did have a video game. Impact had a well. game. Yeah, it was in videos in the stores. Yeah, it, it, right, it, but it didn't do anything. Right, oh, that's not what but, you said. You said I'm talking about one that's going to do something that's going to compete against WWE. Is what I said. Right, and this one might even do better than the last couple WWE ones. That last one, Battlegrounds or whatever. Yeah, that one's should. always like on clearance, and that came out like last no, month. WWE's brand is so big though. That yeah. is just such a big damn name. It's like NBA 2K, whatever. Even the last 2K that WWE did, I'm not a gamer anymore, but I see the headlines. Didn't they have terrible PR last year? Oh, how bad everything went? God awful. The worst, oh, yeah. but it's still WWE. Parents yeah. can see it and put that in their kids' Christmas to, uh, yeah. uh, stocking every year. Yeah. AEW has so many of their their demo, like their their fan base, like that are gamers, you know? Right. Like they get all these, they do all these little video game tributes and Kenny Which Omega's a, interest yeah. and everyone gets it and I don't. <laughs> How is Miro and Kip Sabian not part of this? Right, they're they're yeah. fighting over video games. Right, like. yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. All right. Well, that's that. Um, so video games coming. We'll wait and see when the dates get released for that. Uh, AEW is building to next week. They got a good good rundown next week. We got some stories of the NXT continuing on. So a lot to watch. And of course, uh, Wrestling Inc. Every day keeping it keeping you up with all the headlines. I'm I'm most interested to see what the next location for the Thunderdome is. Is the, that's that that lease with Amway Center gonna be running up here soon? So they they said that I guess Tropicana Stadium is one of the places that, considered. I don't know if that'll work. Tropicana. I don't know if it can hold. The, well, the quality, I mean. No, it wouldn't be the Thunderdome. It would just they oh, would okay. go back to having fans in the stands. Well, that'd be fun. So, yeah, we'll see. That'd be a good place to do a rumble. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because a, a rumble with no crowd, not having the crowd count from ten to zero, that's weird. If we, if we have a silent rumble. Well, All right. Anything else, Rush? No, that that's it on my end. Matt. Thanks, guys. Follow him at BP Matt Morgan. Follow him at Raj 
Gary underscore 303 at Justin Labar. Uh, tomorrow will be on the Wrestling Inc. Daily with Nick Hausman. Friday, some combination of this group will be back for your post-Smackdown. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Leave a comment. Hit the like button. Share with a friend. Be safe. Once again, happy Veterans Day. Have a good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.